We look forward to coming to know you. We'd like to call a couple of announcements to your attention this morning. Uh, Preston Hollow's biannual speaker series returns this year, uh, and we are thrilled to be welcoming the Reverend Dr. Roger Nishioka to the pulpit next Sunday for all of our services, as well as a lecture that will be offered on Tuesday evening here in the sanctuary at 7 o'clock. Uh, Dr. Nishioka is the Senior Associate Pastor and Pastor for Adult Education at Village Presbyterian Church in Prairie Village, Kansas. And uh, he spent 15 years prior to that at Columbia Theological Seminary as a professor teaching uh, students preparing for ministry uh, for the church. Dr. Nishioka will be speaking on what's next in the church, particularly as we think about younger generations and their presence and involvement in the life of the larger church. So we look forward to a meaningful time with him next week, and we hope that you will avail yourself the opportunity to hear him and to engage with him in the coming week. We also want to let you know of a rather unique offering amidst the many offerings that we are making available to you during this Lenten season. This is a spin class. It's our Cycle Bar Lenten Ride that will be offered soon. You can read about that in your bulletin and online, find out ways to sign up for it. Our own Jill Mearns, who is a recent uh, new member, is a teacher at Cycle Bar just up the street, and she is offering this class to Preston Hollow members. And we hope that you will consider that uh, as another way, a creative way of engaging during this spiritual uh, journey uh, that we are on together. Friends, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it as we focus our attention on holy God.
family of faith, please join me in the call to worship printed in your bulletin. And this Lenten season, we journey through the wilderness, for we seek to be made whole. In this season, we ask difficult questions and confront hard truths, for we hope to deepen our faith. In this season, we lay down our burdens and engage new practices, for we long to embrace new rhythms of life. In this season, and in every season, we gather for worship. For God calls us to journey together. Let us worship God.
God's created, we tend to hide our pain, our brokenness, and our mistakes. We try to erase them from the stories we tell ourselves and we tell each other. But the God who created us knows our stories and loves us anyway. So we come to confession and worship to name it all because God wants us to know and tell the whole story that we may be forgiven and set on a new path. So friends, let us pray together the prayer of confession in your bulletin. God who distills the storm, we confess that there are days when the storms of this life threaten to overwhelm us completely. Storms in our relationships, our workplaces, and our communities. We confess So we continue on our Lenten journey, uh, exploring some of the questions that Jesus asked of his disciples and those uh, in the gathering communities. We have learned together over the last three weeks that uh, Jesus, when asked a question, is like three times more likely to respond with a question than he is to provide an answer. And so today we're going to uh, turn to the Gospel of Mark, we're going to turn to uh, the fourth chapter, and we're going to um, turn to the pages in the story when the disciples have been out on a boat in the middle of the night and they are confronted with a storm, 
And Jesus asked them a question that rings true throughout all the ages. A question that I believe faces each and every one of us in the sanctuary this morning. So let us turn our attention to the fourth chapter of the Gospel of Mark. Listen, my friends. Listen, because I believe this word may just change your life. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. Other boats were with him. A great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that the boat was already being swamped. But he was in the stern, asleep on a cushion. And they woke him up, and they said to him, Teacher, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Jesus woke up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Then the wind ceased, and there was a dead calm. Jesus said to them, Why are you afraid? Why are you afraid? Uh, have you still no faith? And they were filled with great awe and said to one another, one another Who then is this? that even the wind and the sea obey him. Friends, this is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Remind us, O oh God, that you hover here. You hover in this very sanctuary just as you hovered over the waters of creation. We ask that you would create a fresh and anew this very day, that you would reach across the ages and breathe new life into these ancient words, that they would be your word to us here and now. And we ask, O oh God, that you would breathe new life into the words of my mouth and into the meditations of all of our hearts, that all would be acceptable and pleasing to you, O oh God, for you are our rock. You are our redeemer. Amen. It's amazing how quickly our plans can go awry in big ways and in small ways. It was uh, several weeks ago, Sarah and I were getting ready to go to the Preston Hollow Church Choir Gala. It was, uh, the gala was to support our choir summer tour in Europe. We had the date marked on our calendar. We had it circled. We had coordinated a babysitter. Uh, Elliot and Olivia had just finished eating dinner, mac and cheese. <laughs> I wrote out the prayer that I was going to pray. I folded it, stuck it right there in the front pocket of my tuxedo jacket. I was uh, in the bedroom. I was uh, wrestling to get my final cuff link in. But I had too much pride to ask for help. And I was just about to get it when Sarah yelled from the living room, Matthew, help! I came sprinting out of our bedroom and right into the living room to find Sarah holding Elliot up. He had just discarded all of his stomach contents all over her. I mean all of them, and they were everywhere. 
let me pause to say this. Uh, if you are visiting to Preston Hollow this morning, welcome. We're really glad you're here. <laughs> we don't normally do this, but here we are today. She's holding Elliot. And she said, help. Needless to say, uh, this was not part of our plan. We had, to, uh, we had to scramble. We had to get Elliot cleaned up and make sure he was okay. We had to get Sarah changed and into a new outfit. And we had to come up with a plan B immediately. We've all been there, haven't we? Maybe not with a vomiting child. <laughs> but we've all been there, have we not? Uh, where, when our plan has gone awry in some way. And let me be clear this morning. Uh, Vomiting child does not necessarily hold a candle to some of life's disruptions. You know them. Like uh, the disruption of losing a job. Or when our plan goes awry and we don't get into the college of our choice. Or uh, when our plan to receive the promotion that we have been working on and counting on and laboring for, it doesn't come through. Or the disruption of the relationship. You know the one where we really thought we were going to be with the one. We wake up one day and we don't know how it happened, but the love sort of fizzled. Or the plan of, the, of getting our dream job. The one that we got the internship at when we were still in undergrad. The one that we made sacrifices for and we finally got it. Only to get in the car every afternoon and feel completely empty. Wondering, did I sacrifice all of that for this? Or the plans that go awry, uh, you know, you save up every month, just a little bit, goes to the 401k, you gotta hit your number. And you're so close to hitting that number so that you can live the life that you've always wanted to live. And the phone rings on a Friday, your test results have come back. And it seems uh, that life that you had been waiting to live, the one that you've been saving up for, the one that you've been saying things like this, we'll do that when? It seems that those years are no longer promised. You can't count on those. plans can go awry in an instant. And uh, those disruptions are often uh, far beyond our control. And let me say this warning. I like control. <laughs> I like my plan. I like my plan so much that I count on things happening the way that I want them to. Sometimes life doesn't always work out that way. It's often uh, in the normal times of our lives when, when these disruptions happen. Uh, the disciples are with Jesus this morning. If, if you could describe a normal day for being a disciple, this is it. Jesus has been uh, teaching and preaching. No one threatened to kill him after he did it. Everyone seemed to take in his teaching like it was wonderful. Jesus is tired, so he gets in a boat, which for fishermen is like the most common thing 
imaginable. They get in the boat and they go out to the middle of the sea. Jesus falls asleep because he's exhausted. Everything is going normal. And then wind comes uh, down from the mountains. The mountains that surround the Sea of Galilee that sits 700 feet below sea level. When the wind hits the Sea of Galilee 700 feet below sea level, it can kick up waves and rain and clouds. And these fishermen who know a boat like the back of their hand, they know when wind like that finds them in the middle of the night, that wind and rain and waves are the greatest threat to their life. They know they're in trouble. Jesus is asleep on the pillow in the back of the boat. They begin to take on water and Things that were normal have totally changed, and they wake Jesus up, and they say, "Uh, Lord, do you uh, not care that we are about to drown? Do you not care that we're about to perish by forces that are beyond our control? Jesus wakes up, and everything changes. He says, "Uh, be still. And suddenly, the most powerful forces that the disciples know, the forces that are beyond human control, they fall silent. And Jesus says, "Uh, why were you afraid? Why were you afraid? Do you have no fear? I imagine if uh, they would have asked, if Jesus would have asked them that question before he silent the storm I imagine the disciples would have said something like this well um, you see we were going to die and that wasn't part of our plan when we signed up to leave our lives and follow you thanks I imagine they would have said things like this it was because of your teachings and your miracles and we thought would we ever be in a boat and perish with you no we thought the safest thing we could have done was be in a boat with you but Jesus doesn't ask him the question before he silences the storm. And I think that's important. Jesus asked him the question after he silenced the storm. He asked him after because I think it clarifies for them. Who is this rabbi who even creation responds to? Even the forces that are beyond human control fall in line with. If he can do that with creation, what do you think he could do with our lives? What do you think he could do with our worship? What are you afraid of becomes a much more interesting question then. I don't know about you, but I I like Jesus. I want him in my boat. (laughs) I'd prefer him uh, in the back and asleep at the same time. You know, just so I can call on him when I need it. (laughs) You know, like when I hit a storm, uh, when things don't go my way, I can just say, hey, Jesus, will you wake up and solve this for me? Hey, Jesus, things are getting a little dicey in my life. I need you to sort of uh, come in on call and, and fix this. I want Jesus in my boat during those times, but I got to tell you, I'm not so sure I want Jesus 
and the power of Christ in my life messing with my stuff or messing with my plans. But it seems to me, if Jesus is in your boat, he can't merely be on call. If Jesus is in our boat, Jesus is in our boat for every day of our life to demonstrate his power over the most feared and dangerous forces in our world and in our lives. Jesus is in our boat to show us that there is nothing off limits from God's transformation. And I got to tell you, I've learned that to be true in my life. I've learned that there is a life waiting for us that is beyond our own plan. There is a life waiting for us beyond what I could ever dream. Sarah Ruffner uh, knows this guy, his name's Scott Harrison. And Scott has one of those stories that's just incredible. It's, it's one of those stories where you can so clearly see how God had a plan for someone's life beyond what they could have ever imagined. Sarah Ruffner and Scott met on the Mercy Ship back in 2006. The Mercy Ship is an organization that takes old cruise ships and guts them and transforms them into floating hospitals. And they sail those floating hospitals uh, to the most desolate places on the planet to provide uh, medical care, life-changing medical care. When Sarah was on the Mercy Ship, they sailed from Cape Town, South Africa to Monrovia, Liberia. Liberia had just come out of a, of a civil war that lasted over 10 years. When the Mercy ship arrived in port in Liberia, they had to wait three days for water. The pipes hadn't been turned on in over 10 years. Uh, you should know that uh, being on the Mercy ship was not part of Scott Harrison's plan. You see, uh, Scott grew up in the Northeast. His uh, parents were what he described as evangelical Christians. He felt like uh, faith had sort of been put on him and constrained him. And so Scott came up with a plan on his, of his own when he was 16. He was going to graduate and turn his attention to the glamorous life of New York City. And so at 19, he dropped out of NYU, and he became a full-time nightclub promoter. And he was really good. Before he knew it, um, Budweiser and Bacardi paid him a monthly stipend just to be seen with their products. He had 40 nightclubs in his portfolio. Scott Harrison, you would want him on your team. From the outside looking in, he had every. Not even Scott could have planned for his meteoric rise. But 10 years in, Scott felt his soul stirring. He wondered, uh, is, is this all my life is supposed to be? Everything that I've built? He was beginning to wonder if there was more to his life than what he had created. So one night out of the blue, he, did, he, did, he doesn't know what happened. He was walking the streets of New York, and he popped into a church. He hadn't been to a church in years. He finds his seat, and he's a little uncomfortable. 
And it comes time for the, for the, for the talk, the message, and a guy uh, in, in jeans comes up and goes to a microphone, just like that one, and he begins to speak. And Scott thinks, oh my word, I know that guy. That guy's one of the DJs at the club that I promote. The DJ begins to tell of his life, his faith, his understanding of God. And Scott said, I am sitting there listening to this DJ describe a life that I long for. Scott said, uh, through the words of my friend that night, God disrupted my plans. That, it was that night that I decided I needed a break. I needed to do some soul searching. I was spiritually and emotionally and morally bankrupt. Scott said, I left that night and I went online and I began to apply to do a year of service. I applied to every organization that Google would spit out and no one would have me. Except this little organization that no one had heard of called the Mercy Ship. Scott Harrison was sitting on a boat in Liberia and that was not part of his plan. But not even he could have planned for what was next. Every day he would go out uh, into the surrounding communities and he would do community health assessments and he was beginning to become fired up because he was learning just how many people in Liberia were sick because they were drinking dirty water, water that was coming out of wells that they shouldn't be drinking out of. He began to realize how many people on the planet die every day because they don't have healthy, clean water. Scott Harrison said, we got to do something about that, but we got to do it in a different way. We got to do it in a way that the world had never seen. So Scott came back from the mercy ship, and do you know what he did? He went back to his nightclub promoting days. Except this time he would throw parties as fundraisers. He threw his first party, and they raised $30,000 in the first three hours so they could build their first well in Ethiopia. Since 2006, Charity One has gone on to raise more than $380 million by cultivating gifts from over a million people around the globe. They have literally brought clean drinking water to over 10 million people through 35,000 water if you would have asked Scott Harrison when he was 10 years old what he thought he would be doing when he was 45, I can promise you he wouldn't say this. I think if you would have asked Scott Harrison when he was 25 what he would be doing when he was 45, he wouldn't be able to say this. But friends, there is a plan for your life and my life that is beyond your plan. There is a plan beyond your life that, that, that you could never have come up with, that you could have never imagined. Friends, uh, rarely do things go as we would have them go. And to be honest, that can be really scary. It can be unnerving. The question is, how will we be open to the life-changing power of God in our lives when that happens? 
How will tiny moments of revelation by the living Christ open our lives up to the possibilities and the new directions that are before us? It may not mean uh, giving on the mercy ship and creating charity water. It may mean uh, that a relationship with a sibling needs to be restored. It may mean that our professional expertise gets used and leveraged in a new way. It may mean that uh, we go to a school that we never dreamed on going to. It may mean that we may send our child to a school that we never planned on sending them to. It can be scary when things don't go as planned. But my dear friends, the good news of the gospel is this. Jesus is more powerful than anything that you fear. Jesus is more powerful than anything that the world tells us to be afraid of. Jesus is stronger than death itself. For when we invite Christ into our lives, our best laid plans may change. The security that we have sought might disappear. The journey may not look anything like we imagined it to be. But I do know we will be drawn deeper into the love and the goodness of God Almighty. And our lives will be transformed to reflect the full and abundant life that God intends for each and every one of us. Thanks be to God for that. And what are you afraid of? Let us pray. It's hard to let go, oh God. It's hard to let go of the control that we think we have over everything we feel we have built. We pray that we could rest in the assurance that there is a plan far beyond the one that we have conceived. And we pray for the faith this morning to follow the plan that you have for our lives and for our world. We pray in Christ's holy name. Amen. Having heard the word read and proclaimed, let us rise together in body and spirit and say what it is that we believe. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated.
Friends, as we turn our attention to prayer this morning, I remind you of the joys and concerns that you will find printed on the back of your worship bulletin, and I commend those prayers uh, to your prayer life in the coming week. Additionally, we want to remember the friends and family of Don Reed. Uh, Don, a member of our church and a member of our sanctuary choir, passed away on Thursday of this week. A memorial service for him will be held here in the sanctuary this coming Saturday at 10 a.m. So please keep his family in your prayers. Also, please remember to stop by the tables outside the north transept door. The tables are to the left as you exit. On those tables, you will find care letters that we provide on a weekly basis for individuals and families in our church who are experiencing some form or another of life transition. We hope that your signatures will serve as a prayer and a, a word of encouragement to them as they receive these letters in the coming week. Friends, let us now join our hearts and minds together in prayer. Let us pray. Loving and gracious God of all time and place, you love justice and hate oppression. You give peace to those who seek it, and you condemn violence wherever it is in your creation. Remind us that we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, that we may have faith to live by your word in our time, courage and endurance to persevere as we face any trials or tribulations, especially as we journey through this season of Lent. Give us courage to follow those who have faithfully gone before, and give us perseverance to look to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. You are the peace of all things calm. You are the place to hide from harm. You are the light that shines in dark. You are the heart's eternal spark. You are the door that's open wide. You are the guest who waits inside. You are the stranger at the door. You are the calling of the poor. You are our Lord and with us still. You are our love. Keep us from ill. You are the light, the truth, the way. You are our Savior this and every day. Hear us now as we pray the prayer you taught us, saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom power and the glory forever. Amen. For the month of March, our Every Dollar Counts offering, that is those $1 bills that are placed in the offering plate, will go to support the ministry of Austin Street Center. For over 30 years, Austin Street Center has been walking alongside men and women in Dallas who are experiencing homelessness. With generous hearts, let us give of what God has entrusted to us as we receive our morning tithes and offerings.
Faithful God, you ask us to be faithful people, to be people of justice, to be people of mercy, to be people of peace. Use the gifts we give this day in large ways and in small to bring about your purposes in our community and beyond. Amen. And as you are, I invite the Neal's family forward as Tripp and Whitney present their child for the sacrament of baptism. Family of God, through the sacrament of baptism, God claims us and seals us as God's own forever. For we believe that Christ loved us first. It is God who first reaches out to us to claim us and to seal us as Christ's own. I invite you all to remember your own baptism, that is to say, to remember God's holy claim on your life. On behalf of the session, I present Summerlin Neal to be baptized. Whitney and Tripp, do you desire for your child to be baptized? Do you? Leaning on the gracious mercy of God, do you trust that goodness is stronger than evil, that light is stronger than darkness? that love is stronger than hate, that life is stronger than death, and that Christ Jesus is strongest of all, do you? Empowered by the Holy Spirit, will you take the risk of faith every day, seeking to embody the expansive love of Jesus Christ in all you say and do? Do you promise to tell your child the stories of the Christian faith, to pray for her, and to remember for yourself and your child that they belong first and always to the love of God, which we know through Jesus Christ our Lord, do you? Do you, as members of the Church of Jesus Christ, promise to guide and nurture Summer with your love and prayer through teaching and service, encouraging her to know and follow our faithful Savior, Jesus Christ? If so, please say, we do. Please join me in prayer. This water is ordinary, O Lord. It came straight from the tap. But in this water, you make extraordinary promises to summer. In this water, you promise to claim her as your own. In this water, you promise to wrap her in your love. In this water, you seal her with a new identity child of the covenant. Oh God, it's always been this way with you and water. You moved over the water at creation to bring forth life. Out of the water of the flood, you gave righteousness as a new start. Through the water of the Red Sea, you gave your people freedom. In the waters of the Jordan, Jesus was baptized and anointed with your spirit. Send your spirit again over this water, we pray. Surround summer now with your grace as she receives a visible sign of it. Renew us all with the gifts of new beginnings and deep belonging, so that with this young one, we may go from here in joy as your beloved family. We pray in Christ's holy name. Amen. By what name shall your child
Summer Lynn, I baptize you in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. Summer, you are a child of God, and we love you. Summer Lynn Neal is now received into the Holy Catholic Church. Through baptism, God has made her a member of the household of faith to share with us in the priesthood of Christ. It is our happy tradition at Preston Hollow to remain seated as we introduce you to the newest child of the covenant, Summer Lynn Neal. Please remain seated as we sing the refrain printed in your bulletin. Summer's family has been given a candle that they are invited to light each and every year to be reminded of this significant day in their daughter's life and also to be reminded of whose they are and who they are as Christ's beloved. Friends, as we conclude our service today, I invite all who are able to please stand as we sing our closing hymn together.
worship today. I hope that you will come and greet Whitney and Tripp in summer and uh, welcome them into this family of faith. Friends, when your plans go awry, when life uh, gets disrupted, I pray that you will know that there is a plan beyond the plan that you have come up with. And Christ waits for you there. And as we go to seek that plan in our world and in our individual lives, may God give us the grace never to sell ourselves short. Grace to risk something big for something good. Grace to recognize that the world is now too dangerous for anything but truth. Far too small for anything but love. So may God take our minds and think through them. And may God take our lips and speak through them. And may God take our hearts, each and every one of them, and set them on fire. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all. And guide us in our many, many, many ways. This day and always.